Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with TalkSport here in the UK, your new home of NXT UK, our very own division announced at the Royal Albert Hall this week. We'll review two brilliant nights, not too many spoilers, we promise, across the last two nights, plus Money in the Bank and NXT TakeOver. What a four days WWE is having, plus New Japan announced G1. We'll do some indie stuff as well. So much to cram in on the Pro Wrestle Show. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention we're also going to hear from Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Is that enough for you? Is it? Are you not entertained? <laughs> are you alright? Really? No. I know you've been out for the last so couple tired. of nights at this NXT thing where you're just... <laughs> Also, 2K sent you some biscuits, and they're so sugary, I think they've sent you loopy. Uh, yeah, WWE 2K sent us to promote the fact that they have announced that AJ Styles is their cover star for the new game. Fantastic. Yeah. Fully deserved. And uh, that they are doing this million-dollar challenge. It's for a new mode of the game, which hasn't been announced yet, but you're going to have to play through the mode, mm-hmm. then take on the other people who either score the highest or do the best in a live like quarterfinals, semifinals, final, and then the winner gets to take on AJ Styles on 2K19, and if you beat AJ Styles, you win $1 million. I mean, AJ Styles might be rubbish. You play with these really amazing people, then you play him, and he's like me, just kind of not knowing how to pick up a, a chair, walking the wrong way round, pressing the wrong button, forgetting to tap to submit. Like, uh, apparently, he is a, apparently he is a big gamer. Oh, in that case. but he's. No, I met him in game in Nottingham. Of course he's a big gamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a picture of me hounding him when he was trying to go undercover. So I think he is meant to be quite good, yeah. but... Surely he's going to put you over. If you get to the final, they're not going to be like, <laughs> if AJ Styles wins the million dollars, just goes back into our pocket. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine they do it and then they fix it so AJ just wins. So, to promote that, they sent us a load of biscuits yeah. inside a money in the bank briefcase. I don't know which I was more excited for. 
Because I love a briefcase, but I do love a biscuit. Uh, right, we should kind of map out what we're going to do in today's show, because there's a huge amount to cram in. We've got audio, and we had press conferences this week with um, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, uh, Trent and Tyler, with uh, Pete Dunn, and we're going to hear from various bits and pieces from all of them as we go through the show. Um, no specific set interview this week, but we're going to have, obviously, loads of reaction to the, the announcement of the UK brand. If you haven't heard anything about the uk shows we are going to talk about the stuff that is openly public already so the winner of the tournament whether or not pete beat them in the final uh the other big big result from the second night mm-hmm. uh, and um and we will and, and generally kind of uh the stuff about the tournament announcement i'll tell you if matches were incredible for example the six-man tag undisputed era against uh against british strong style or as they're calling the mustache mountain and pete dunn <laughs> Weird, isn't it? was unbelievable genuinely some of the most fun that i've watched in a ring before absolutely incredible but i'm not going to tell you how it finished or anything i'm not going to give you anything away oh, from no. that um so basically if you don't want to hear anything if, you, if you've kept your head in the sand put put a different podcast on now put adam buxton on uh, and the <laughs> excellent and the good news uh, as well uh, but beyond anything else is that on the second night when they brought out the entire of the roster for the new NXT UK division uh, Ginny was with them because people will have heard about this I imagine the original plan was there was going to be a fatal four way on the first night to who would face Shayna Baszler on the Tuesday uh, it was then during the match Isla Dawn I believe it was it was no in fact it was it was Isla Dawn went for a cross body off the top rope onto Ginny and Killer Kelly Ginny ended up taking the full weight of the crossbody just because of positioning and stuff. There was no botch or anything. Uh, hit her head on the on the outside and was, from what we understand, and we spoke with some of the guys backstage, that she was out cold. They stopped the match there and then, rang the bell. She got backstage on her own weight and then they made the announcement and then brought the three women out and did it as a triple threat match instead. So imagine when you see on the network, all you'll see is the announcement followed by a triple threat match. I don't or think just they're the going to show match. you. Yeah, well, I think the announcement will be on there, surely. Well, no, but they could, they could just say, they could just uh, brand it for the, the TV audience that there's just the triple threat match. Yeah, this, no, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think there will be... Yeah. yeah. The announcement about the UK brand, I mean, not, oh, right, not yeah, the yeah, announcement about Ginny. Yeah, no, of course. Exactly, they will just present to you the triple threat match. So yeah, that yeah. happened as well, but... That's tough for Jenny, isn't it? But, you know, she's going to be involved going forward, so I'm sure she'll be all right. It was honestly a wonderful two nights. And the crowd, considering on the first night, it wasn't completely full because the uh, England match seemed to have a lot to do with it. And we did get the result during the the night. But when they brought out Johnny Saint and made the announcement, it was incredible. The place just absolutely blew the roof off. What we know about this new UK division, if you've not watched the videos online, and do check out our Twitter page. But at the top there, by the way, Dahlia Black. <laughs> A big hats off to her. I man, I got after that chant. I got a shoes a weight chant going off the back of it uh, because you know it was Gibson and, and Pete Dunn and um, the uh, yeah the shoes a weight thing went down really well. But Amac uh, from Give Me Sport thought that I'd made that up and was like, "Oh my God, Will Gavin, what a shout!" And I was like, "No, no, no. Do you not remember when he threw a shoe at Roderick Strong on the TV?" I love how you're that's been a chant in. already. No, I, I, mussing I it, in it on Dahlia Black's chant there. I, no, it's all about <laughs> carrying it on. But sh- that was genuinely incredible, and has gone. We, we trended a little bit. It's on like various wrestling news websites. Yeah, it is. And stuff, we had so. Bret Hart the week before slagging off Eric. 
Eric. And uh, this week we've got people waving shoes around in a royal building. Yeah, wonderful. It's impressive. I think we've done quite well so far. So, um, can I add that I wasn't there, which yeah, is why yeah. I'm actually quite enjoying hearing about it as yeah. much as I'm enjoying hating you for going and not... Uh, well, you, you, you technically did invite me. I just couldn't come. So this is where the be- the spoilers come from this point yeah, onwards. Yeah, spoiler alert. Now... I uh, know. Uh, first of all, what we know about the UK uh, scene so far. There's going to be a men's division led by the current championship. There's going to be a women's division and a tag division, both with a title of their own. We know that there are... Uh, we know quite a few... I mean, tag team-wise, that are already involved. We already know that the Coffee Brothers are going to be together based on something that happened in the tournament and then a run-in that they did on the second night together as the Coffee Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there are a few other quite clear tag team parents. When the Coffee Brothers did their run-in on the second night, it was on uh, Travis Banks. Now... Whilst TK Cooper didn't come out and save Travis Banks, you imagine that if they can just put the South Pacific power trip together in WWE, that's probably going to be the easiest That'd way to nice. do it. That would be nice. So there are going to be tapings, and then the women's division, I mean, Charlie Morgan, Tony Storm, Ginny, uh, Killer Kelly, Isla Dawn. There were a few more on the stage at the end. Right at the end of the whole weekend, Triple H brought the whole group of them out to the stage, and they celebrated. Um, and then they did a lap. They came down and actually did a lap of the ring, high-fiving everyone, which Triple H told us in the press conference afterwards was completely improvised. They had, their plan was to come out to the stage, wave he was going to do a we are nxt thing and then he just went and then like as people started to leave the stage he went um guys 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 go go for a lap of honor go around the ring high five everyone like kind of an in the moment thing and he wouldn't tell us who but somebody went up to him and said even the heels <laughs> just like, it. it's so good it shows good integrity uh, um, so obviously uh, well, by the way someone who's not going to be involved I imagine is CCK and it now makes sense why Chris Brooks said that he turned down a WWE offer recently P- presumably they're looking at bringing CCK in but... yeah and, and it's a shame if they're not going to be involved it, it's going to be a shame if they're not going to be involved with that stuff because with a tag division, they would be great in there. Kid Lycos, we have we spoken since Kid Lycos? No, he, came, did last he came week. back. Yeah, he came back, but I don't think we talked about it. And obviously, they're they're now sort of being listed as CCK again. Well, they're, they're nice. performing this weekend at Progress on Sunday in Camden. They're entering the tournament now. So, uh, yeah, so CCK uh, that would be a great team to add to it. Eddie Dennis was the other thing I was going to mention. Eddie Dennis yep. was one of the ones on the stage. Uh, obviously, didn't take part because he's still coming back from injury officially. He did wrestle his first match or matches last week in attack uh, in South Wales and in Cheltenham, and he's going to be coming back full-time from July onwards. So really, really elated for Eddie and really glad that he's signed up. Um, and yeah, tapings. They're going to be in Cambridge. In I'm going to try and get them in the right order, but I'm going to fail. I've got them right in front of me. So I'll <laughs> That's going to make it much easier. Do you want me just to read them? Yeah, yeah. Right, so uh, Saturday, July the 28th and 29th in Cambridge, correct, at the Corn Exchange. Then uh, Saturday, August the 25th and August the 26th, which is the bank holiday. Um, that's Insomnia, the UK's in biggest gaming yeah. festival at the NEC. That's um, a nightmare if you go to Reading Festival. But other than that, great. What, were you, what was your finger for there, Will? I was trying to remember them. I know. Oh, I now, right, I now remember next the order. One? Plymouth next. That's right. Plymouth Pavilions, October 13th and 14th. Interesting they're not doing anything in September there. Mm-hmm. And then the final one? Well, you know what's at the end of September? Um, what would have been the last week of September when they'd normally do tapings? Don't know. Hello, Wembley. Hello, Wembley. Could be that that's involved. 
could be that that's involved with progress. They could bring some NXT stars into it. They oh, could. you speculator. Final <laughs> taping. <laughs> fantasy booking again. Stop it. Um, <laughs> final tapings that they've announced at least. November 24th and 25th in... Liverpool. At the Olympia. Yeah. Uh, so imagine that with Zach Gibson. Oh. I mean, if he's going to win the title, we I have, a, <laughs> I have, a, I have an idea where we'd be good. Uh, should we hear from Zach Gibson? Or lose the title, actually. <laughs> God, that would be... I mean, it could be ultimate healdom, but uh, should we hear from Zach Gibson? Uh, I asked him about the fact that he is going to get a chance to return as part of the UK brand to wrestle at the Liverpool Olympia. Unbelievable. I've wrestled at the Olympia before. That venue means a lot to me. Anytime I'm in the city, you know, Scousers are Marmite. You're lovers or you're haters, but we still stand by our own. So I might get booed out the building at the Royal Albert Hall. I might get booed out the building in Plymouth. But when we hit Liverpool, it's it's going to be fever pitch. That we're going to take the roof off the place. Zach, for those of us who know you from the Indies, I think we were all waiting all the way through download, all the way through now, for you to get a mic in your hand. Was that always planned for the end there? And what was it like to to you know to promo in front of the fans of Royal Albert Hall? Well, nothing nothing in this job's planned. A lot of people like to point fingers here and there. They like to speculate about this and that, but. After I've just been in a ring for 45, 50 minutes straight, after I've just lost my body weight in sweat, I think I could qualify for the old Cruiserweight Classic now. <laughs> after I've done all of that, just just try and take a microphone off me. I feel like if I look at that guy and he can see me looking back at him and I say, give me that microphone, they're going to give me it. I don't, you know, microphones don't come easy in WWE, but after you've won three matches on the bounce, after you've put your name into the history books, I feel like I deserved it, and obviously they thought the same. I also asked him there about uh, getting on the mic as a heel. It was so good when he finally got on the mic on the first night after seeing him at download and not doing it. The heat that he drew, and then we had the Dahlia Black and the shoe stuff on the Sunday. He's going to make a great lead heel. Him and, and Joe Coffey seem to be the two guys they're pushing his heels at first. Eddie Dennis makes a great heel in this run he's doing in progress, but we know he works face really well as well. This, I'm so excited from a talent perspective for this. I think it's going to be really, really good. And there were a few doubters on Twitter, but honestly, it was phenomenal do you want me to I don't know how much I should talk about the actual tournament itself because I'm not going to talk about any of the matches in the tournament what I will tell you is that on the Sunday night so we've got some some stuff to play you so I guess um Let's think through it. So Saturday, I mean, you went down on the first night. Sunday, I keep saying Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Monday, Sunday. Monday, On Tuesday. Monday, I went down and they did the press conferences. Yeah. Basically, they brought out the uh, the first, well, not the first round, is it? It's kind of like the uh, quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. They brought out all the people there and they sat together and they spoke to the media. And um, it's very interesting. They, a lot of them are very complimentary of each other, which I found a little bit strange. It was kind of, most of them chose to not be in character. Um, you know, Zach Gibson was kind of half in character. Him and him and Jack Gallagher were, um, you know, they're fairly respectful. Well, there's there's guys like that. Like Zach does it, and and Tyler does it as well. Very funny during his press conference afterwards, where he does it. He's not talking in character. Like he's not cutting a promo, but he still puts across like the 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 persona a bit. He's yeah. still like the cocky cocksure. Like he still does that, and it's very funny. Well, I think actually Jack Gallagher was more in character as as the gentleman, and, and actually when Zach Gibson got a couple of words wrong, which I don't know if it was intentional, but he used like the wrong word because he was trying to use big words. Um, Jack Gallagher, when he started responding to that, 
him whatever Zach, Zach Gibson said had corrected his grammar which I thought was quite funny and if they worked on that that was very good um, Dave Mastiff and Joe Coffey was a little bit more tense they were pretty much keeping to their character I asked Joe Coffey if um, he was looking to make up for Scotland's failure to qualify for <laughs> any decent tournament anytime recently and he totally didn't play to the bait which I was a little bit annoyed about Joe Coffey was great um, there was one bit where he'd obviously prepared a little thing where he wanted to use a line about it's uh, his future so bright he's going to need sunglasses but he kind of got sunglasses out when he thought he was about to speak and then Dave Mastiff carried on so he's just sat there holding sunglasses that everyone had clocked what's really funny about that is that's your version of the story I we both met with Kenny from Inside the Ropes but also uh, Steph from Digital Spy and Ollie who works with Kenny as well lovely great group Spend the entire time ripping the piss out of you, but they're a really nice group of people. By oh, they're I mean, very met, respect, they were very respectful for me. They, no, they spent the entire time ripping the shit out of me. But there we go. Uh, the uh, but yeah, they um, they were like, oh, Joe Coffee was brilliant. Did this thing with sunglasses. It was really good. And I was like, maybe it was the angle I was on because I was uh, slightly, slightly on the side. I just saw him fumbling with his sunglasses while Dave Mastiff was speaking. <laughs> but it was to be honest, the bit that will be put out on the video will look cool because you won't see the preamble. Um, Jordan Devlin and, and Flash Morgan Webster came out. You know, they were fairly cool. It was There wasn't any fireworks there. Um, and then, actually, Travis Banks and Ashton Smith. That was the weird one, because... People were loving Travis Banks in his suit, though. Whoa. Mate, Travis Banks Getting is... Getting ladies and men hot under the colour collectively. Travis Banks is a very softly spoken man. You know, he's a very uh, down-to-earth Kiwi. Ashton, proper proper lad perfect in front of camera you can tell that he's very comfortable doing it so i asked a question about you know whether travis thought he'd get a lot of heat if he won the uk title being from new zealand and ashton jumped in and was just like hey he's been in the uk for ages like he's been big on the scene he's responsible for doing loads of stuff he's a champion in progress and almost answered the question for him and then travis just went yeah, yeah, I've got nothing else to say. It's like it's like he was his hype man, which is pretty weird. So what's really funny about Travis in general is that in the ring, he works brilliantly as a face or a heel. But we've seen him work both styles and he's brilliant both ways. And comedy. I mean, we saw him do the Bushwhackers thing oh, yes. as well. Like, brilliant, brilliant worker in any format. On the mic, for a guy who's very softly spoken, respectful, a really lovely guy is an incredible heel. But I've never been a huge fan of him as a face on the mic. He doesn't no. kind of... He doesn't do that kind of, you know... I don't know, you want the kind of... Either the real kind of white meat, Johnny Gargano, Daniel Bryan, like the intensity that they're not going to lose, but they're not going to do anything to win kind of thing. And just doesn't quite come over properly for me. So no. I, they're going down the face route with him, but I... I I mean, I kind of want to see everyone as a heel. That's my problem. <laughs> so, Monday night was the, the tournament itself, plus the Undisputed Era, uh, British Strong Style, plus the women's match. All of the matches really lived up, and the announcement as well was all incredible. And we spoke with, with Triple H, and we spoke with uh, Zach and Pete afterwards, but we'll bring you some of the stuff from, from Sunday night. Sunday... We had, um, in the daytime, we went down and spoke with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. You mean Tuesday, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I keep saying Saturday and Sunday. Will, you don't have to watch wrestling at the weekend. There are weekdays. <laughs> uh, it was some Tuesday night graps, and I just kept Tuesday night. acting like it was Sunday. Will didn't go to Pilates like uh, usual. I'm tired. I didn't go to Spanish on Monday. My wife was not happy about it. Uh, right, so, Tuesday, we went down and we got to sit down as a group. Like, there were probably kind of five or six of us asking questions plus people can name and check stuff. all your mates again or no i don't okay. shut up <laughs> so we spoke with triple h and Shawn michaels if you've seen the video on our 
Twitter feed of me getting ripped for asking the question about women's wrestling. Go and watch it. I became like the women's wrestling guy. I kept asking questions about the women's division. And actually coming up, we're going to have the, uh, the, the people, the promoters behind Pro Wrestling Eve are going to come into the studio and we're going to have a, a women's wrestling chat within the next couple of weeks yeah for sure so we'll save that back for then and have that conversation then but you know I got ripped on by not only the guys from Scotland but Triple H and Sean Michaels basically well. to sum it up from an outsider's point of view in front of like the coolest man in wrestling and the second coolest man in wrestling and a lot of press Will decided to use percentages to argue a point um, which Triple H rightfully ripped you apart for yep Yep, that's pretty much yep, it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you have to watch the video at Pro Wrestle Show. But even though it was a, an interview about the UK scene, they were asked about a few other different bits and pieces as well. And there are a couple of stories I want to bring you. One of them we'll do in a little bit when we're talking about Money in the Bank and, and Raw, etc. But uh, just this one on Triple H and Shawn Michaels talking about NXT and the idea of Shaw, of, of John Cena coming and wrestling a match in NXT. Can't afford his pay. <laughs> right on my NXT budget, I just really can't seem to... John Cena's level of payoff, but uh, I'll work on it if he wants to take a pay cut. I, I think that there's opportunity for anything, right? Like it was, I think Vince taught both of us a long time ago: never say never in this, and right if the opportunity is right. Um, as we talked about yesterday, there's different styles, there's different feels to different brands, and all of that, and they all have their different places, but crisscrossing them, having them be a part of each other at the right period of time. Look, we've seen guys come down um, and, and work in NXT before or, or, or move over to, to do stuff like that. So just not be on the realm of of a possibility, especially if somebody really wants to do it. Like, look, if John Cena comes to me and goes, like, I have to do this at the next takeover with this person, I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right, if I have to put you on there, I will. <laughs> Well, that's you know, John's kind of guy. Yeah, John do it for free. I, I joke if, about the mic thing like that. If, yeah, if he wanted to do it bad yeah. enough, he's yeah, certainly. Yeah. So yeah, and and look, the fact that he's saying that, the value in him saying that, the value in him, um, and the interest level to me that we're creating that a guy like Cena goes, man, that is so cool. I'd love to do that. The fact that Rock is talking about Ricochet or that Cena's talking about Velveteen Dream or, um, you know, guys like that are paying attention to this at that level, um, uh, you know. Of Speech work. for itself, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't have to get in the ring with them. They just yeah. have to be able to do that and start to talk about it, and it makes the world pay attention. You know, um, all, all these, the talent that we're talking about, they're all making the world pay attention. We're just giving them the platform to do it. So that was brilliant, really good with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, really, really enjoyed that. And then we uh, we headed back in the evening, went for food with the guys from Give Me Sport. Can you guess what we went and got? McDonald's? Nando's. Oh my uh, <laughs> word, we've talked about this in previous episodes. They just they can't have anything that isn't in a, plastic, in a paper container, can they? Uh, Alex tried some of the fancy canapes when we went back to the Royal Albert <laughs> Hall, and he tried some ones that were out of his comfort zone. And he did very well. I'm proud of him. I bet he hated it. He's a big boy. He's a big, big boy. Uh, And then on the Tuesday night, not Sunday, we had the tag match between uh, Mustache Mountain and... uh, Mush what? Mustache Mountain. (laughs) Mushy, mushy peas. Mushy Mountain. And uh, can I I call the Mushy Mountain from now on? Uh, Old Mushy Mountain. The Mushters. Oh, dear. And uh, Undisputed Era kicked off the show. And... Okay, spoilers coming. Right, spoilers, more spoilers. 
incredible match again. Yeah. Went 20 minutes, really good, really back and forth, great spots, really great work. Mustache Marin only went and bloody won. What? It was incredible. I was working and Will was sending me pictures. Oh, and then I still can't get over it, you honestly. Lost your mind. I absolutely lost my mind. I genuinely got a little bit emotional. Like, from having watched them in, like, indie shows and, like, building up as this NXT UK things happened and kept working and having been there, the original announcement, to have them win a mainstream NXT title in the UK in front of the Royal Albert Hall. And I'm sorry, I don't buy into this idea that people are coming out with the, oh, well, they're going to the NXT tapings on Thursday and they're just going to drop them straight away. Because Triple H... I was going to say pounded it into us, but that doesn't sound right, does it? Kept saying to us that these brands, NXT and NXT UK, there's going to be a lot of crossover. They're intending to bring NXT guys to f- to wrestle in the UK shows. They're intending to take UK guys to wrestle in the NXT shows. So I think they can be crossover. I think they can work in both brands. I'm not saying they're going to hold them forever, but I think they hold them until at least the next takeover. Yeah. And honestly, the reaction... They celebrated for about nine minutes because they celebrated and then the ref dragged them into the ring to lift their arms up and then they celebrated again then they got up to the top of the ramp and then they just went oh you know what and ran back down to the crowd again they climbed into the crowd up to the second tier um tennis player uh john McEnroe, no andrew castle the, very, the one who did it at wimbledon very famously the, oh it was goran the, ivanisevic goran ivanisevic when he climbed up into the crowd <laughs> they did that and they got up to where their mates were and they were holding the belts and oh, the whole thing word. was absolutely Absolutely did we super. get any sledgehammer? Uh, we didn't get any sledgehammer. Oh, it was just their... Those, uh, those performance rights or whatever. <laughs> it was just their US tunes. But afterwards, we got a chance to, to chat with Mustache Mountain. Again, some really good stuff on our Twitter feed. But let's just hear from them on their reaction to, uh, on their reaction to, uh, to the night's events. We're not just a part of the WWE UK or NXT UK. No, no. We, we are a part of the WWE as a whole. There is no... like backed into corners it's NXT and we've just proved like we can branch between yeah I think you know. that's right like <clears throat> NXT UK launching that brand just means everything do you know what I mean like having the opportunity to do it here having the opportunity to do it in a venue that WWE haven't been in in God knows how many you know God knows how many years and like <clears throat> we were talking about it today where we were like a year ago or last year rather we stood in the middle of the ring and confetti came down when he was the inaugural United Kingdom champion, right? And that was a, the most emotional night of my life, let alone his. <laughs> <laughs> and then you fast forward, in, you know, a year and a bit, and then we stood in the middle of the Royal Albert Hall as NXT champion, the tag team champion, you know what I mean? So there you go. That's NXT UK. Let's do this. Just, uh, we were talking about the rivalry between NXT and NXT UK, but I specifically want to ask about the guys you faced tonight. They're there with the belts. They still say undisputed era on them, and they are not for long. They, you know, quite. <laughs> for, they've been like the most over guys in NXT for the last year or so. What was it like working with Carl, with Roderick, but also with Adam yesterday, and, and working with them over the last few months to get to this point? Um, I met Adam. Sorry, I met Carl O'Reilly first in 2010, and we wrestled in 2010. He was obviously very young, and I was a lot older than him but a lot younger than I am now (laughs) a lot fatter and a lot worse and then eight years on to be standing across the ring from him in the Royal Albert Hall challenging for the NXT Tag Team Championships is just it's just crazy level you can't there's no way you could ever think hey imagine if eight years we wrestled the Royal Albert Hall and we beat you 
Come on, WWE. Adam Cole, exactly the same. Like, I stayed in his house when I did my first tour of America. And I say tour, I did one match. (laughs) (laughs) I was there for two weeks, couldn't get booked. (laughs) And did one match, and it was officially the worst match of the year. It actually was. It actually was the worst match of the year. Big pop for Botchamania, but he voted it. It was voted the worst match of the year. If you want to go and find it, message him. Because I'm pretty sure Mick Foley introduces the segment. <laughs> so yeah, you can go see that if you want. But that's a, you know, that's a sign of how things have come, man. Like, it's come full circle. The crowds are up. The quality is up. The production is up. We've upped our games. It's now time to make your NXT UK global brand. They, those two are affable traps. They were very funny. Really enjoyed that. I won't spoil any of the rest of the night. We had Adam Cole in action. He faced Wolfgang in a North American title match. And Adam Cole baby was as loud as you can imagine it would be. We had a tag match between EC3 and Velveteen Dream and Ricochet and Alistair Black. Again, Velveteen Dream crazy over. Really nice finish that played into some storylines. We had some tease for what the next title match would be. All of that was built into it as well. So that was really exciting. Uh, We had the women's match, which was really, really strong. Wrong. The women's match finish is excellent. Uh, we're not saying who is in it, right? No, I'm, no, I'm going to avoid yeah, that entirely. Yeah. So the, the finish to the women's match was really, really strong. I really liked it. It was something that I've not... I can't remember having seen this in specific way been done before so i i thought that was really interesting we had some uh, other kind of dark matches which involved uk talent so we finally got to see wild boar in action we got to see charlie morgan in action so like bringing some of the uk talent and putting them in front of a of a crowd and seeing what they could do yeah those were used as cool down matches admittedly off the back of big title matches but still the crowd mostly stayed engaged mostly got involved and and that was really strong and just Again, two fantastic nights of wrestling. Genuinely, I can't remember a moment I've enjoyed as much as the tag title win. Like, it was honestly like, remember how emotional I got about Taker at Mania? Yeah. It was like that. I I was in that kind of, like, state of disbelief. Combine it with the shoe stuff and everything. It was was just wonderful, and it's going to be so worth watching. And if you regret not going now get to the tv tapings the tickets come out on friday the 29th of june and i reckon they'll sell out quick because they're much smaller venues and they're going to be brilliant absolutely i'm looking forward to watching it next week should we just hear a little bit more reaction from um from some of the people we spoke with Uh, first of all let's hear uh, i want to hear from uh first of all i want to hear from trent on pete's match now pete faced zach gibson this is the other one that's out there it's a spoiler it's already known but it was a brilliant match this is how trent talked about Pete's match. Who's next? Because if we've got these, then someone's going to have to come and give us a hell of a run for them, won't they? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing who's actually got that star quality to come and step up to our level that we've built you know what I mean? Well, I honestly feel like NXT UK, whatever it is, has been built on people like myself and Trent and Pete, you know what I mean? And I'm looking forward to who's going to Yep. be able to step up to our level and beyond our level you know what I mean yeah it is a case of like you know who is next who's, who's the next person that's going to come out and who's the next Tyler Bay who's the next Pete Dunn or who's the new Joe Coffey or who's the new Travis Bank you know or who's the next Dave Masters like these guys have got the opportunity that we had do you know what I mean I, I truly feel that this is a prime example of how we grabbed everything that, and everything opportunity and every single bit of travelling and all these you know 100 odd flights a year Still being on the Indies, still having this incredible, magical deal that, you know, Regal and Triple H have worked out where, 
it works on both pars and he's doing match of the year in takeover with Pete and you know and then we're standing here at the end of the year as NXT tag team champions and Pete retains and probably the best match I've ever seen in my life like no offence <laughs> but that match was incredible you know that's Wrestlemania quality matches that you see do you know what I mean and I th- just think that you know if that's the bar then man yeah. people are going to have to come through with some serious stuff or really stuff. close to swearing <laughs> in there <guys. laughs> you know what I'm saying I'm getting all held up and excited about wrestling <laughs> just have a match no I'm joking <laughs> What I particularly love about that is the moment the Trent Seven apologises to Tyler Bate. So it's the best match I've ever seen, sorry. <laughs> sorry, mate. WrestleMania level yeah. is how he described it. Impressive. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Can I also point out the fact that, didn't we call the result of every match? Uh, we, got the, we got the seven, right? Then you said you thought that, um, that Zach Gibson was going to win. That's true. But we, got the, we actually called the tournament perfectly. Damn. So close. And, and that headline match, again, not going to spoil anything about the tempo of the match, about the style of the match, because even though you know the result, it's well worth watching. Mm-hmm. But it was, again, Pete worked in a way that I haven't really seen him work that often before, and I okay. liked that. And it was, again, just showed the diversity, just showed the talent, the skill, the quality. Just loved it. And the heel-on-heel work, did it? Yeah, it did, because Pete is really... At first, he's just really over with the crowd. But he's got that kind of... Not quite stone cold because he doesn't do the on the mic stuff and he doesn't do the kind of hell raising stuff. But in that same kind of stone cold Alistair Black, right in the tweener zone where he does little bits of heel work. But it's not like when he was working proper heel, when he was like, you know, using the ropes when the referee wasn't looking, staying on for the count, finding ways to get weapons involved, all that kind of stuff. It's not right on there, but it's the stuff that's right on the edge, holding on while... face heel, but in the middle cocky. Yeah, he's around there, yeah. Yeah, he's (laughs) slotting in there. Good. Good. I would have gone with gut, but cocky's fine. Uh, (laughs) Right, let's hear also from... um, uh, We're going from Triple H and from from Pete Dunn now uh, about the future of the brand and, and... some real strong words from Triple H here. Like, he was brilliant over the whole weekend, but, but he was particularly good on the, on the Tuesday night. Look, I think it's about launching a brand and about launching a brand in a big way. Um, but it makes for a great story, and it makes for a great continuation of that. What happens tomorrow? You're asking me the question right now. Mm-hmm. That, that's, the go- that's the goal, right? Is to give you the level of excitement and, and competitiveness that he talked about tonight. And when it's over, you go, yeah, but now what? Right. That that's that's the goal of all of this. Um, the one thing I will say that I really enjoyed about this, these two days, it's it's always been there slightly. But now all of a sudden for the NXT guys from the U.S., they just come over here and a lot of them are sitting in that locker room last night. and They're watching these guys tear it up up there and they're going like, um, wow. Hey, so all of a sudden. We've got, we've got a competition going on here. And that, to me, raises everybody's game. When, when the talent here are saying, we outperform those guys in the U.S., and the U.S. guys here are going, we're going to outperform those guys in the, US, in the U.K. And, you know, the guys in the main roster are going, oh, we got to step up because here they come. You know what I mean? That, that, that level of competitiveness drives everybody to excel. When everybody gets complacent and you know, in a position and there's nothing chomping at your at your backside, it's, it's easy to just coast. When you have that competition, everybody excels. And Pete, just quickly for you, they're your guys. 
Trent and Tyler, you've been in a stable with them for a long time. You saw the reaction they got coming back again and again to celebrate. What did it mean for you? Oh, it's, it's fantastic. And from obviously, for me as a friendship standpoint, um, especially over the last 18 months, we've obviously bonded and we've travelled the world together. So it's really nice from that point of view. And I always say this, I hold Tyler as, as my standard. When I see him go out there today and, and they put on this amazing show, he's always my, okay, I need to top that. Um, and I think that shows throughout the whole show. And it was the same when we did TakeOver in Chicago. That was our mindset. Not only were we trying to put NXT on notice and, and the, the WWE Network, but also each other. We're always pushing each other. Um, and it's great that, that that's the case with NXT. Now you see Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano going out there doing exactly the same thing. And then that, that pushes us even further. And that healthy competition back and forth is, uh, is really making for an exciting time in sports entertainment right now. So that's the UK stuff. I knew that was going to take at least half the show, and it did. That's all right. It was, it was very exciting, and it's very relevant to us because we're not only wrestling fans, but we're also in the UK, Will. <laughs> if you realise that. <laughs> and that kind of covers our UK indie stuff for this week because there weren't a lot of UK indie shows no, this weekend. There's not, there's not a lot until like the 30th. Is it because of the World Cup or something? Although well, the there was. Um, ICW did their monthly show on Sunday, and all reports are it was a real cracking show. Was going to try and go to Stoosh's house at the end of July. That now clashes directly with the Cambridge taping. So oh. we're going to have to hold out to the Hydro, I think, buddy. Their, uh, their event this week was called Drunk and Drunker, by the way. A Great. play on Dumb and Dumb, the poster was very funny. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so oh, that's well worth checking out. Oh, before we go into the rest of WWE, hold on, we can talk about one of the promotion. Yeah, of course we can. So I haven't watched. Um, I, I haven't uh, watched during they announced the G One climax schedule for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, it was during their um, latest event, and I haven't watched it yet. I haven't actually watched the the event yet. But the uh, G1 offers this kind of combinations up front. It's two 10 wrestler blocks listed in advance and it's a big round robin tournament. And always every year it throws up like, like one of, Akada Omega 2 was in the G1 where they've got a half hour time limit and it's more of a sprint. It's very different. But just, I went through and I picked out a few matches from what I saw as being the, the draws. Cause I think it's the strongest group that I've ever seen for a New Japan G1 tournament. Yeah. Let me just run through some of these, uh, some of these possible uh, combinations for you. Uh, this is right. Let's just see. Zack Saber Jr. will be facing Naito, Kenny Omega, and Ibushi at various points. You're going to have Naito going up against Sonada. So can Sonada tap out the leader of uh, Lij? Uh, you're getting Akada going up against Jay White. You're getting Suzuki Tanahashi if you love the actual and Akada Tanahashi as well. Plus Akada against Suzuki. So all those combinations coming up in that half and. The one that really got me excited after the way they've built the story up to Dominion, Omega Ibushi, the Golden Lovers going head to head in a G1 match. Honestly, I was like, well, that just makes it, it's, it's must watch every week. What I'm most annoyed about. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you go from positive to negative so quickly. Go you know, on. You know, I'm going to Japan. Yes, I'm aware you're going to Japan, Will. I land into Japan. Yeah. On the 15th of August. Yeah. The G1 Climax finale is on the 12th of August. (laughs) Thinking about looking at changing my flight back four days. What's your wife going to say about that? She'll be in Thailand. Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, do it. I'll come with you. (laughs) If any airlines are listening, hit me up with a flight. Aeroflot is who I'm flying with. I'm not sure. If if anyone from Aeroflot is listening, um, (laughs) I will hook you up with at least two tweets about your hospitality if you sort me out. (laughs) 
it's never gonna happen is it no and it's disgusting that you let people know that that's how the world works um oh we also should mention the sad news that big van vader passed away which was literally today and it's just got that didn't we yeah uh wwe wcw star famously an incredibly stiff worker like bret hart talked about the moment that he turned heel he didn't want to turn heel and the way that Eric Bischoff convinced him to turn heel was by saying um, no sorry Eric Bischoff wrong era the way that Vince McMahon told him I was thinking so much about that 83 weeks thing um, the way that Vince McMahon told him he was going to turn heel was basically you've been working face there's no one else left for you to face except for Vader and he went alright I'll turn heel then. Yeah. Uh, I want me none of that managed to talk him into it pretty pretty sharpish but uh, yeah uh Died at just the age of 63, had pneumonia, heart gave out, really, really sad. So I imagine there'll be a lot more about that oh, elsewhere. Do a we literally. On Raw next week, I imagine. Yeah, we literally just got that news. So, um, yeah, just to kind of say rest in peace and all that. And all that. Should we talk about the ridiculous weekend that WWE has had away from the UK tournament? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think we were actually vaguely impressed with some of it, weren't we? I wasn't vaguely impressed. I think WWE has just had their best five days particularly approaching a summer run yeah that i can remember and i'm maybe having the gloss of the uk tournament over my eyes a little bit well i that. haven't so let's see if what see if we can say what we think see if we can find some like let's, nice let's, middle ground yeah, we banged on about nxt a lot but obviously tomaso champo champa and johnny gargano was great at takeover it kind of signals the end of that feud no i fantasy book in this as well oh so I thought that was their best match. Yeah. I thought it was even better than TakeOver Norlings because the way that it ramped up towards the end, the story that they told. Some people haven't actually liked the whole, like, realising his wedding ring was off, Johnny Gargano snaps, does the, you know, basically forces him to tap out twice, but there's no referees because Gargano has taken them all out. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets uh, DDT'd onto the pure wood <laughs> underneath of the wow. ring. Like, it was so, like, the story of it was so brilliantly told. But I think that we are going to see, because, I mean, it's one apiece. You had Candice LeRae in there at the end. Champer has said on um, Twitter that he's moving on. He wants Alistair Black, doesn't he? And but- he wants Alistair Black. Now, as I said at the UK tournament, they teased a different potential future opponent for Alistair Black, but it could just be a tease and nothing comes of it. You know, that happens in wrestling all the time. They tease something's going to happen and then we never get there. Everyone's like, oh, what about... You know, the internet gets angry. You mean how they tease that Big Cass might be the future? (laughs) Oh, we haven't (laughs) talked about that, have we? We'll get onto it. Big Cass, by the way, that announcement came through three minutes after (laughs) Mustache Mountain won the tag titles. Yeah. And it was just... Can I just say that best three minutes of, of my life? We I looked online when when obviously I saw this and no one cared. Lit, I didn't see one tweet that cared. Not even Enzo Amore cared. So Gargano Champa, I mean Johnny Gargano, friend of the show, <laughs> has what, headlined he DM'd you? three. Uh, we, we were DMing. <laughs> oh, he has headlined three NXT shows. Yeah, and got five star level matches out of all of them. It's been unbelievable. Here's what I think happens. If it, I, I, I'm we we need them some kind of some kind of jingle that goes like fantasy bookings and then like a <laughs> so I just get a bell or yeah, something yeah exactly get a bell for when I start fantasy booking. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, this is going to sound really, uh, really odd because all out of nowhere, we're suddenly going to sound completely different. Well, oh yeah, that's because there's about 10 hours in between that bit and this bit. <laughs> in three seconds, we've jumped 10 hours because <laughs> of work, f- work and ting. It's a full-on time jump. We we realised we had to do our real jobs uh, midway through recording. And so uh, we're just going to pick up where we left off. Me telling you how I'm going to fancy book Gagano Champa going forward. Okay? Go on then, yeah, go on. So, you've already heard this once, but I'm going to do it again anyway, because the listener hasn't. Gargano, Alistair Black, Championship. Let's say SummerSlam, NXT, that weekend, Brooklyn, four. Big match, great match, Champa wins it. Gargano Champa somewhere down the line. Mania is probably a bit too far, but maybe Survivor Series takeover in LA. They have their rubber match. It's for the title. Gargano wins the title. Huge baby moment. Maybe Champa could have been torturing him for months over it, refusing to give him title matches, fighting other people. Could be a whole drawn out thing. The same night, Candice LeRae, with them having booked her and booked her and booked her over the previous five months, picks up the women's title. And we get our big final uh, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit moment in the ring, lifting up their belts together. Beautiful. It's a nice thought. Will it happen, though? Probably not. And <laughs> fantasy booking very rarely happens, John. That's why no. it's called fantasy booking. Yeah, of course. No, I get that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. If that happened, I wouldn't be annoyed. Um, but the rest of the night, I mean... If you didn't get drawn in by the tag championship match, then uh, much like Kyle O'Reilly playing air guitar with his belt, which is going to happen anymore. <laughs> somebody, somebody messaged me on Twitter saying, well, he could just do it without the belt. What I really want to see him do is like fake out doing it. Like he goes to do it as if he's got the belt in his hand and then realizes the belt isn't there and is just sad about it. I mean, that would be a great gift because it would look like he's playing his knob. Um, yeah. I right. don't know whether he'll do that. Well, I suppose NXT. It wouldn't work on SmackDown, but I guess it worked on NXT. But what was great about the tag match is that Undisputed Era are so crazily over that Danny Burch and Arnie Lorcan were playing like properly the baby, proper faces. It was like so clearly defined the roles in the match. And yet nobody, they were getting booed for like proper hope spots and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, like um, 
there was uh, even the moment like when Adam Cole gets tossed to the back the crowd went absolutely nuts which is that Lorcan hit that blockbuster off the apron and they hit the doomsday uppercut but Cole pulled O'Reilly to the floor when it looked like they were going to get the one two three you know that's when you should get a big boo for the heels and then a big cheer when he gets tossed out and it was literally the other way round but it was Chicago wasn't it it was Chicago yeah. but they put in such a great effort that actually by the end the crowd got into it and you know gave them a lot of love and it was fine it was good I enjoyed it a lot uh, I even what was the match after that was it Velveteen Dream and Ricochet it was I enjoyed that as well like I'm just I enjoy the NXT product so much more than any of the others at the moment like by a mile I'm gonna put it out there yeah I think Ricochet, Ricochet Velveteen Dream has been a bit overrated by the internet possibly a bit overrated but still better than anything we've seen on Raw or Smackdown look the, the, like early on it was kind of fine and you had that slapping fight and Ricochet hitting the drop kick and it was all kind of going nicely they the problem is they then started to do the big spots Ricochet hit the 619 the, the flying uppercut uh, the standing shooting star press all that started to come out um, Dream had some really good I love the rolling DVD the one off the top ropes was amazing right but I feel like what Dream the, the character's great I mean it's the big spots they're fantastic and there's one great big spot moment in the uh, in the UK championship that I won't ruin but that played into the character so beautifully that stuff he's really getting the problem is he's still pretty green in the ring compared to a lot of the other guys and actually the smoothness of the transition between spots, the making sure he keeps the facials going, the, all those, just those little subtleties that the top guys absolutely nail, he's not there yet, and it turned what was a potential like four-and-a-half-star match down to like a three-and-a-half-star match for me, which is fine. It was just a bit clunky, particularly in the first ten minutes. I don't know what you're saying. Um, I, I saw the Bleacher Report gave it an A, so, I, you know, but that is kind of the internet hyping it up more than it's worth what do you think is going to happen like going forward now I know something about what's going to happen because I saw them live on not Sunday Tuesday so uh, I can't <laughs> 10 hours has passed but you're still still aware of that <laughs> still aware of that how did you feel about the women's match um, the women's match I'll be honest I did fall asleep not because of the match just because it was like <laughs> half two in the morning um, that I always I whenever I'm watching it live I will watch the first two and there is like a lull period I think it's because I'm used to watching Raw and it's just not worth staying awake for the middle bit and then I tend to wake up for the main event so I didn't see a lot of it was it was it good did Nikki Cross put in a good performance? Yeah, Nikki Cross, I mean, completely sold the the crazy, like, something Shayna Baszler's never faced before. It wasn't it wasn't a long match. They only went just a little short of 10 minutes. Um, there was... A, a, Nikki's great. Like, there was a really great moment where... Uh, I mean, actually, at the ending, she, she, you know, she was doing the whole, like, laughing and smiling when she's being struck and, like, getting into... But at the very end, Baszler got the choke on. Nikki countered it with, like, a, a great draping neck break, a really good near fall... But then Baszler got her back into the choke again. Nikki fought her off for a minute and then stopped fighting, looked dead into the fixed camera and just smiled until she passed out. Uh, and that was a lovely little like little moment, little bit of storytelling. I really like Nikki has had this kind of, 
she was this proper cowardly heel when she was in uh, sanity early on, particularly. And now she's this proper psychopath killer of a character. Yeah. I, like the, the finish worked for me. The match itself wasn't amazing, but the finish was really great. And then we got to see Keith Lee in the crowd. So, <laughs> did you bask in his glory, Will? Mate, I was basking in his glory all over my living room. It was wonderful. Uh, I, I, I literally, I couldn't, I couldn't find a spot in my living room where I wasn't basking in glory. Even it in the corner. So glorious was it? I, I could have got behind the TV and I'd still been basking. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're a fool. Um, Alistair Black, Lars Sullivan was all right. I thought Lars Sullivan. I, I've never really got him before. Um, I sort of find him a bit dull, but I quite enjoyed this. Um, yeah, yeah, I think working with decent. the right person, yeah. the monster role works, doesn't it? Like it does. They get it right, but it was kind of still just fine. This, I mean, somebody said to me they thought this event was better than New Orleans, and I didn't think it touched New Orleans no, personally. Not at all. Not at all. New Orleans had two five-star matches between the ladder match and Gargano Champa. Gargano Champa, like I said before, I thought raised the game, their game and took it from a good to a great pay-per-view in that one match. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was. I know I thought it was great. I just you know it wasn't quite at the level of their very best work. But that's that's never a surprise because it feels like Chicago last year was particularly incredible because you had that British match on there. But actually, if you go down the rest of the card, it was a lot of new feuds and stuff like that. Because actually, what happens is after Mania they take a load of people up, yeah, and you have to re-establish. And so it's you know it's just the nature of being in NXT. But you know, like Triple H said. They're seeing other competition. They know they've got to raise their game. You're a big Triple H fan, aren't you? Um, did we... I mean, that obviously that match ended in Black 1, but it was a decent match. I, mean, I don't think he was in any danger of losing. Um, we talked about the street fight, did we already? I can't remember. It was ages ago. We didn't get too much into the spots and stuff and really get into it in depth, like the, like the moments we particularly loved. Um, I mean, uh, all... <laughs> The teases, it's just such a well-told, well-put-together thing. The teases, the way like he went and got the... You, you almost knew that when Champa first got the, um, the bracelets out, the, the handcuffs, that at some point he was going to end up in them. But the way that those came out about 10 minutes into the match and then weren't used until 35 minutes into the match... Yeah. And they call back to taking him back up the ramp and slamming him into the screen what was done a year earlier now a year on like that it's all those little callbacks all those moments the table spot with this finisher through the table was insanity <laughs> just yes. craziness the double table yeah Ugh. and i've not and i've never seen anyone actually remove the entire no i've not seen that before obviously we see, you see the ring collapse and we've seen all that business and the ring posts fall off but we've never seen someone get down to the wood have we no, get down I mean, to sure the wood. I'm sure it's happened before. Hashtag get down to the wood at Pro Wrestle Show. Um, and then obviously, like, targeting the knee. Like, just there was a bit of everything in there, wasn't there, really? No, there was, there was everything. Not a bit of everything. There Sorry. was everything and more. A full amount of everything. <coughs> a fully load of everything. Yep, and he got DDT'd and he lost, didn't he? Johnny he Wrestling did. went he and lost. Uh, friend of the show. Uh, um, <laughs> the, the, the problem is if we make he's jokes DM'd, we made 10 hours DM'd ago you several, to us yeah let's stop it we're, we're 10 hours tireder as well oh, oh dear. my voice is almost All right, entirely well, look, gone okay look that was NXT money in the bank Do, uh, I think we were both surprised that it was actually alright we thought it was going to be a bit naff um, we kind of both watched it live and I think we were surprised weren't we 
I was pleasantly surprised. I think they mostly nailed it. I think my overarching problem is that, back to the whole swinging from positive to negative, because they're doing now the all the pay-per-views are joints, we're doing less pay-per-views, we're not doing two a month anymore, mm. they feel like the pay-per-views have to be about four hours long. If you took out every non-title singles match, yeah. so Bri- Brian Cass, Lashley Zane, Jinder and Roman, and just had the money in the bank and the championship matches, this could have been their best pay-per-view in an absolute age. It could have been. Yeah, there was there was too much filler. It seemed like filler, but I mean, the, the kickoff show, Bludgeon Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, was kind of nothing, was it? Like, it's kind of pointless. There's, I don't know. There's just, I guess that's purely just to. In, I mean, if that if they're using that to entice people to sign up for the WWE Network, I can't imagine they got many people to sign up for the WWE Network <laughs> that night. If I'm honest, yeah. I mean, I like. I you know, we I love Gallows and Anderson. I Absolutely. think they're great. I don't and get they, the Bludgeon Brothers. Not for me. They had some, like, uh, Gallo's got some nice, uh, like, big man spots in there, but it kind of just so happened. It was kind of nice to see the champions getting a bit of a test, which they hadn't really had yet. But, um, yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was better than the match that they had on on SmackDown, the totally unnecessary, (laughs) ridiculous extra rematch. Yeah, no one needed that at all. Um, Daniel Bryan and Big Cass... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry William uh, what's his face <laughs> William I can't remember his name it's not even Cassidy is it doesn't matter anymore no uh, the re- the artist formerly known as Colin Cassidy formerly known as Big Cass um, I yeah I, I don't think we were really that fussed and to have a match with Daniel Bryan in it that we're not fussed about they, they really made us not fussed um, I mean, Daniel Bryan literally put him on his back and carried him the entire way and that meant he got the best singles match that Big Cass had in his entire singles run, which kind of makes it doubly amazing that he gets sacked off two days later. But it still wasn't great. It was it was too long. It was like fifteen minutes. You could have done that match for like six or seven minutes. It would have been fine. Yeah, and then and then followed by Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn, <laughs> which um, again a few that we've talked about loads on this show that we're just not really understanding and why these guys are being booked like this. And then uh, rumors came out afterwards that apparently Sami Zayn is injured. Which would, I mean, it would probably be a good thing for him because it means he hasn't got to do this angle for a while. You know, it'd be nice is to actually get Sami Zayn off TV for a, a couple of months, have him come back, really big crowd reaction. Like, I think Dean Ambrose is going to come back from this, this injury and get a huge push and a huge reaction. I think that's what we need for Sami Zayn. And do you know what I've loved is the way, we'll get to the actual men's money in the bank, but Kevin Owens already started his post Sammy work way back last week and then at Money in the Bank when he was going around and desperately trying to get people to help him out take out Braun Strowman <laughs> yeah. like turning up at um, turning up at the New Day's digs with a whole bag full of pancakes and syrup there's a great moment in that which I mean I love all of New Day but I, Xavier Woods is the guy I really really like and there's a great little moment in there where while the others are talking Xavier Woods picks up a stack of pancakes and starts counting them like they're money and it's just <laughs> all those little <laughs> subtle things isn't it yeah it was just beautiful it was just you know every little moment like that counts every little thing like that like draws you in a bit more and, and that's I, I thought that was fantastic absolutely I love that uh, um, I'm assuming you love the Intercontinental match, Seth Rollins. This is I mean, Elias. I always love a bit of Rollins. I, I, it was a bit weird that 
Elias worked the neck for like the first six, seven minutes of the match and then they had Rollins hurt his knee. Yeah. It kind of just came a little bit. It was like this kind of sudden swerve, but it seems like based on his raw performance, it wasn't a real knee injury. It was, uh, you know, being kayfabe about it. It was a work. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, other than that, I think it was a really a, a good match. And another example that Elias can step up and, and deliver on a pay-per-view and, and be, a, be believable. Yeah, if you've read the online stuff like um, like I do, and I'm sure you do well, there's, there's rumours that he might be becoming a babyface because of his reaction. Oh. I mean, that's a big mistake, right? That's not... We don't want to see... We want to see Elias being obnoxious, but in a creative way with his music. I think they could... I think if he's done right, I think he could work. But I'm I'm not sure. I don't know if I trust WWE. I, the thing is, <laughs> we're saying that they've had a great weekend, so let's maybe give them a moment and say maybe they nail it. Well, because maybe they nail it. I mean, obviously the story. We'll talk about Raw and SmackDown in a minute, but the, obviously the story's been taken away from you know Elias versus Seth. I assume, or at least for the title, it has. So you've got to think that something's changed and there's, there's a plan in action. And it looks like Seth's going to work this program with Dolph and uh, and your big man. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know what his name it's is Drew in WWE. McIntyre. It's not Galloway Michael. anymore, is it? It's McIntyre. <laughs> right, I, I can't keep up. Um, Drew. Um, so, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what happens with Elias next. Um, maybe, you know, maybe that's the only basis these people are creating these rumours on, but, you know, I don't know if I want to see a face, Elias. Well, let's, let's kind of pair this match. Let's talk about the decision of what they did on Raw as well, because what I liked about the, the cross between the two matches is that you had Seth Rollins, the working champ, the guy who does the open challenges, but he had to go for the desperation, hold the tights pin. Like, they traded, rolled up, he uses the tights, he retained. Like, had to cheat to beat him because of the knee. And then they teased that he was going to do the same in the match with uh, with Dolph Ziggler. But then Ziggler gets the cheap roll-up back, telling a really good story, using the injury as well. Ziggler gets the tights. It kind of, you get the Seth Rollins desperation. You get the Dolph Ziggler being the heel. What I just don't get is, and I know that we all love Dolph, right? I, 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 I'm a, I don't think there's any wrestling fans who don't appreciate and respect yeah, he's what been, Dolph Ziggler. He's been underappreciated for years, I think. But why him in that situation instead of Drew McIntyre? God. <sighs> Could they be setting up for him and Drew McIntyre to feud because they fall out? I, that's, I don't know. I can't... It's a little soon, isn't it? Yeah, you'd think. I mean, it, uh, the problem is, again, it's trusting that WWE have a long-term plan and I don't know if I do at the moment. <laughs> no. I really... Like, there was stuff throughout Raw and SmackDown where they did little teases for stuff that was, like, setting up towards... Like, Extreme Rules got some actual setup going on, like uh, the, the rematch for the women's title and stuff like that. But actually, some other little teases of programs they might do. And if they carry through... We might actually not get that usual, like, horrendous summer lull between Mania and, and SummerSlam. It might actually be a good few months. Um, uh, this was just... I liked taking the title off him in this situation. I really desperately now want to see what they do with Seth next. It's the main reason I'm going to tune into Raw next week. I just find... Yeah, I don't know. I just... I, I just... Why Dolph? <laughs> Maybe it'll all make sense very soon. Can we go back to the women's Money in the Bank match, which I really enjoyed? So let's just go through it. We've got the two Money in the Bank matches. We yes. still want to talk about AJ Styles, Shinsuke, Shinsuke 
We've still got to talk about the women's bloody hell. We've still got loads. There's so much, Will. This is the longest podcast ever. Should we do, a, should we do a speed round on the rest of it? Uh, n- no, because some of it's really good. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> we'll speed round. We'll speed round Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Some respect. Let's okay. give money in the bank some proper respect. Women's money in the bank. First thing, first observation. Why did Lana dance in a really weird way when she came out? I thought she was meant to be like the classy one. She did well, like a whoop whoop run into it's like like some older women at Butlins walking to the dance floor kind of dance. <laughs> and I know people on the internet were saying the same, so it's not just me who thinks that's weird. It was it was Emma that really wouldn't embarrassing have done that. moment where the DJ at the wedding switches from something slightly hip and cooler to suddenly throwing some like celebration out there or something. Come on, yeah. and suddenly you're, you're it's a celebration. Up <laughs> it's off to the dance floor. It was so weird. I don't it, get it. No, you're absolutely right. But actually, I thought Lana was fine in this match. I like Lana. She, I think she she's... used the ladder well. She looked. She had a, a hope thing of climbing up the ladder herself. Uh, the, the, the main thing to say, the overall takeaway, is last year's Women's Money in the Bank, they didn't really let them do anything. It was no. all very conscripted. It was all very simple. This was great. This was legitimately great really really worked well like the layout was really good it was really well executed everyone got a chance to to shine and have their moment still got my favorites yes i, I know you have still you know still love sasha you becky, do love sasha like i, I think there's I, I still maintain there's a becky push coming <laughs> particularly after what they saw from the uh, from the crowd reaction when she got the exploder managed to climb almost got the case and some people were claiming that like i complained a little bit about alexa bliss getting the case in the first place because i didn't know what they were planning for later in the night should have trusted something was going to happen but actually people were complaining about the fact that alexa bliss didn't do much in the match didn't take big bumps and then got to claim the briefcase and it's like yeah that's her character that's she's slimy yeah. and cheats and she's di- my only problem at the moment right now is that because of what happens later we've got alexa and the alexa clone from staten island on smackdown and it's a little too similar she's not a clone i much prefer alexa to uh to your staten island queen Pers- personally i know you love her which is a little bit strange do you think the right person won well i didn't I now do. It kind of makes re- more sense now. I was ready for them to tell the Natalia story. I was ready for them to have Becky Lynch get over. Heels having the briefcase is always the best. But what I like is that when you look at the final results from the night with Alexa winning this one and going on to do what she did and Braun winning the, the men's money in the bank, hashtag spoiler alert, um, they got rid of the women's briefcase straight away and Braun will use it in a very different way it's a case of I wouldn't be that surprised if Lesnar despite having not wrestled on Raw since Tommy Dreamer in 2002 hang on is that is that a fact that is an actual fact that's the last time he had a match on Raw (laughs) that is mental I wouldn't be that surprised Uh, if the next time Lesnar turns up on Raw, Strawman just cashes... Strawman. Strawman. (laughs) Philip Strawman. Um, Martin Strawman. Oh, God. Architect. Like, I wouldn't be that surprised if Braun doesn't just show up, cash in there, and then beat him for the title on Raw. People would go nuts. It would be Pack him off to UFC. Goodbye. Good night. Yeah. Like, that is definitely a direction I could see them going in, but... 
for the women, top, top work. I, I Honestly, Charlotte looked great. Sasha looked great. How good was Ember Moon again? Like, Yeah, very good. Very oh. strong. Oh. Oh, and then obviously... Uh, well, I mean, do you want to, obviously, you know, and then... If there's anything with a speed round, we speed round Jinder Roman. I forgot it's, that, I forgot that, it's not even on my piece of paper, I've forgotten to write that one down. It's as simple as this, why throw those two in front of Chicago? Absolutely ridiculous. That's it, Just, so, that's the last thing we'll say on it. Um, so, obviously, uh, <laughs> Carmella and Oscar... And James Ellsworth. <laughs> what was... I don't know. I mean, do, do you have a take on why they brought James Ellsworth back? Is it just to make her a little bit more obnoxious? To have a legitimate reason to have her beat Asuka. I think it's really <laughs> stupid the way that they've done this to Asuka, of all people. They could have... Asuka didn't win a number one contenders match. Asuka, she just turned up in London and Paige announced her as the number one contender. They could have fed... Uh, anyone else to Carmella in this situation who was a legitimate contender Natalia even like Sasha Bailey anyone really and had James Ellsworth get actually the match itself Carmella's getting better yeah a lot better work yeah definitely (laughs) and it helps that she's in there with somebody good well obviously but I didn't get Asuka selling I didn't get Asuka actually falling for the trick I didn't all of that kind of didn't really click. I like that they dressed him up because I just thought it was funny. And uh, that time mm. it was on, <laughs> at that time it was on in the middle of the night, that anything will make me laugh. Um, so that was funny. And then obviously he came out on SmackDown dressed as her again. And again, I thought that was quite funny. I think it's quite funny that they're they're making out that it's it's her gown when he's like a foot and a half taller than her and it doesn't drag along the ground when she wears it. But that's just me being a nerd. Yeah, so, it's great. Yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's good. It's again, good sell. Good sell. Uh, um, uh, do you want to talk about AJ? Why are you... You're putting a lot of this on me today, buddy. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm ready for you to talk. But no, right. it's because you, you particularly love AJ and Shinsuke, don't you? Um, well, you know. yeah. And, and again, so if you, if you take the context out of this feud and you just go, well, they've wrestled four matches, nothing's been worse than three stars... They've gone up to four, probably stars with this one. Yeah. Maybe even a little over four stars. You might give it a little cheeky four and a quarter. If you if you really consider it like that, it's not a bad feud. It's just because we know these guys are capable of having five-star matches. It's a shame that we've not got that close to them. And my feeling with this was that I don't like last-man-standing matches. No, nor do I. I don't even like them on the game. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just, yeah. It takes too long. I, my no kind of, my, it's you take away the the false finishes, and I know some matches rely too much on false finishes. Like you look back at like uh, Alex Mack was saying this, but like Cena Rock Two, where they basically just did finishes on each other for ten minutes, or Reigns Lesnar at Mania, where they just did finishes on each other for ten minutes, <laughs> and oh, it's a near fall, oh, it's a near fall. It doesn't work. But you, if you have them in there as part of the context of the story, you're taking away a really good way of getting crowd heat from it because mm-hmm. you're making it all about the count. And basically what I thought was this was a pretty average match for like 10 minutes. Yeah. The, then the Ushigashiri comes out. They end up outside. He does the across-the-table, announced tables Kinshasa. He did and- the Styles Clash off the, off the steps. Yeah, exactly. And they turned it into what it needed to be, which the the kind of brutal second half of it made it much, much better. 
But the problem is you've had Nakamura now lose like three, four title matches. Yeah. And so now Lord knows what's going to happen to him now. Yeah, well, now and then obviously we, we, there are rumours they wanted AJ to be the, the title holder when the game was announced with him as the cover star. But then you obviously seen on SmackDown that um, Rusev is now the number one contender after oh, a gauntlet match. Man, that was awesome! And imagine he wins the title. <laughs> Imagine, it, you, we were at WrestleMania and everyone there was doing Rusev Day and he wasn't being pushed. Imagine how much Rusev Day there would be around New York if he won at SummerSlam. So, here's the thing. We were talking when they first switched over, when they first did the Superstar Shuffle, about how SmackDown got the better end of it. I would have happily seen anyone in that gauntlet match face AJ Styles. Uh, extreme rules well yeah genuinely any of the five I would have been happy with I like the idea of a Big E singles push and Big E against Brian to begin was great really good what's hang on I've again forgotten Big E's name Big E Branston what is it it's just called Big E no no Big E Branston's pickles no his name before was Big E Langston Langston not Branston right good maybe he'll go back to Big E Langston probably not uh I don't know where that came from, but I loved Biggie and Brian at the beginning. I thought that the stuff with uh, I thought the stuff with Samoa Joe worked really well. Then the Miz stuff after that, and then bringing Rusev in. Uh, like honestly, I, I could have had any, literally any of them win it. But to have Rusev like win in the end, brilliant match, brilliant work. The, the Joe got the count out, kind of protected him when he was being the beast and. The idea of Daniel Bryan barely surviving the count out, so mm. that keeps nobody missed, nobody lost out in this match. So I was all for it. I thought it was great. You, you, you give it a chub rating? Can you give it a chub rating? I get. I had a good three quarter chub on three may, quarter chub. May maybe four fifths of a chub. I love that the chub rating goes from like decimal to percentage, like analog to digital. All, all over the place. Kilos to pounds. Yeah, exactly. Or am I joking? Grams to ounces. Personally, <laughs> I mean. Well, you can do a fraction of a kilo. That makes sense. Um, right, hang on. We need to go back to the so the Raw Women's Championship, which is Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. I thought that was actually a good match until the, the end happened, which is still good, but I think that they actually put on a good match. Isn't it amazing how quickly Rousey's picked this stuff up? Yeah. She looked really nervy and awkward a lot at the start, didn't she? And now she came in, and especially on Raw, um, just looked like she had just suddenly clicked. She's still got to work on her promo. Yeah. Like, that's fine, but in the ring, and it's the, I think the reason that I love British wrestling, and I think a lot of other people feel the same, is that most of the time, and you still get your high flyers, and you still get your big spots, you still get all that stuff, but the stuff that, like, British Strong Style do, it's in the name... And uh, the guys around that is that more Japanese strong style wrestling where it's more like an actual fight. Yeah. We know it's not really fighting, but it feels more realistic. And coming from that MMA background, striking like she means it, like the stuff, the, 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 the way that they worked the arm with, uh, with, with Jax, the whole thing felt really real. It wasn't phenomenal, but, 10, 11 minutes, finish protects both of them in a way. Um, great heat on Alexa Bliss for coming out and doing it. I, this is just really smartly booked. Yeah. Just really, really good. It's really good. And although you hated the fact that Alexa Bliss had won the, the briefcase, the contract, now it all made sense. 
It's yeah, good. and yeah, all totally. I was totally wrong. I like it, and I'm a big fan of it. Um, I thought the men's Money in the Bank match was was half decent. I mean, the Kevin Owens bit was a highlight for me. Um, they, they were they were crazier spots. There was there were the absolute moments of insanity. The big one being that the off the twenty foot ladder through the table Kevin oh. Owens moment. But what about um, Finn with the coup de gras off the massive ladder? Yeah, I mean that's it's worse for Bobby Roode. He's the one getting the feet in the stomach. You know, if you get that wrong. That's a burst pancreas, isn't it? <laughs> oh, popping clean open. That is uh, vile. What's your problem? No, it's just disgusting. The, uh, the, 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 the double and triple accolade was all very silly. Uh, Joe getting the choke. Like, there were, there were, there were kind of, uh, I still don't know what they're doing with Bobby Roode, but. Much like the women's match, most of them got a chance to shine. I wish it was Big E instead of Kofi. I think a lot of people fell with that. But actually, Kofi was massively over with Chicago. Did his own crazy, usual Kofi stuff as well. Yeah, uh, jumping on then, the... Is it Seth Rollins or was it... I can't remember whose back it was. Someone, Someone's back off the ropes. That was pretty cool. Uh, I know there was the bit where he did... There was the bit where he flew in on Joe. Oh, when he got choke slammed onto the ladder as well, and then Br- and then Braun Strowman broke through the second ladder. Oh. That was just just great. When he broke through that second ladder, and do you know what I'm going to say, John? No. It was brilliant that he broke through it. The sell from Kofi on the ladder was great. It was entirely made by Miz's reaction in the ring. Miz setting up the ladder, ready to climb it, sees Braun storm through, freezes completely in place, just stares at him with the gormless look on his face, (laughs) and then the camera slowly zoomed in on it. And I was just like, oh, God, Miz, I love you so much. Five chub. Chub, chub, uh, 100% chub. 110% Uh, chub, almost. uh, uh, Yeah, bursting out of the pan chub. Um, (laughs) Like, I haven't watched any of the... You watch some of the WWE reality shows, don't you? Oh, yeah, I watched... uh, When I was in America in the hotel, I was was not feeling very well, and I watched all the new episodes of Total Divas, where... uh, Sorry, Total Bellas, where uh, John and Nikki break up. Although, as I said to you in the car the other day, it was a little fake, but then... That's because they kind of did it, allegedly broke up, and then went, the guys went, yeah, you know how you broke up last night in private and you're really upset? Can you just refilm that tomorrow in a really uh, basic hotel room? Yeah, great, thanks. Um, so, yeah, I've watched a lot of Divas. I'm definitely watching Miz and the Misses. Oh, yeah, I knew you would, because you're obsessed. You are you are Mike Mizanin's biggest fan. I, I just, yeah, huge, huge. You are disgusting. But um, I get it. He's he's great. Okay, so overall feeling about Raw because we don't need to touch on all the little bits. Um, L- lastly, Romans being set up as a thing. Fine, just let him get on with it. I just don't <laughs> yeah, care at this yeah, point. Yeah, whatever. Just, just keeping ro- a holder in place for Roman, and you know, if Lashley beats him, that might be interesting. But poor the revival yet again, just being made to look poor. Oh, I know. What are they doing with them? Jinder I mean- basically squashing Chad Gable. Similar thing. Why are you killing NXT talent? I just don't get it at all. Do you think Triple um, H is there going, oh, hey, Vince, here's some new... No, you've squashed them. Great. <laughs> yeah. You? Yeah. So I've got these great British guys coming over soon. Oh. You can just kill them oh, as well. By the way, um, you'll be pleased to know that Jason Jordan is rumoured to be making his return at any moment. So um, that'll I be can't that, wait. That'll be good. Um, from SmackDown, the things i got written down, nice to see Sanity, nice to see them being brutal. Um, yeah. And just finally making their debut. 
Yeah. The other thing, something which I've seen a lot on Instagram, and if you follow Jeff Harder, you'll have seen that at house shows, he's been doing the paint for ages, but finally on TV, he's doing the paint and the old contacts, which is nice. So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see a little bit of a different side of him, a bit, a bit more Brother Nero. I think, yeah, that's going to be coming down the line, isn't it? No doubt about it. There was, it was a, it wasn't the best smackdown there's been better weeks but again there was some nice build stuff i think that becky lynch getting the win i think she's going to start a bit of a run like i've already said but that's you know not the only ones that no, uh, no. apparently i'm not convincing anyone of that but the gauntlet <laughs> match just turned it from a you know yeah fine to yeah to must a, watch yeah just okay. watch that 45 minutes whatever you do make sure you watch that this week uh we should talk about i mean the way Again, Owens was saying about the stuff, the way he came out when um, they're the monster in the bank section and Braun came out to say that he wanted Brock Lesnar ASAP. And Kevin tried to come out and be like, we should have each other's back. I know what it's (laughs) like to hold the Universal title. Uh, Offered a handshake and Braun just absolutely like went to kill him and Kevin powdered. It was just, it was great. It was just great. Um, And then Ronda, back to Ronda again, because we just only really mentioned it before, but... The opening section was... I'm not wrong in saying that was awesome, No, right? super hot. Yeah, I loved it. And now she's like, suspended for an indefinite amount of time so she can go and do a prearranged thing she had time off for, probably. Like, Alexa was amazing, on the mic, completely hateable. Uh, Rousey is like Lady Stone Cold at the moment, which I know is very big <laughs> to say at the moment, but that's how it feels like right now. I Honestly, I was... I, between that and the IC changeover, I was like, this is the best hour that Raw has ever done. And then it just got a bit average after that. Yeah, I, I kind of, again, with Raw, like, they're trying to, they do a big sort of big start now, don't they? And I'm cool with that because I often fall asleep after about an hour, as I say, um, and then just watch the main event. It's quite nice, actually, because they set up the kind of main event at the beginning normally, don't they? And then two and a half hours later, I can watch it. So Don't snooze, you're fine. Yeah, it works um, for me. We're we're recording this about forty five minutes before NXT starts. Yeah, that'd be good. Actually, I watch NXT, but it will just be the two pre show matches from Takeover. Uh, yeah, Takeover. I, I'd be interested to know if they might consider. No, they're going to hold back all the stuff from Monday and Tuesday. Aren't they they? Are. I was just thinking because WWE tweeted about the tag title change, whether that might come up or not but normally what they do is just show backstage segments little bits of highlights takeover reaction yeah uh there's definitely definitely dakota kai isn't there yeah bianca belair are doing a match and there's an ec3 match on so it'll be fun it'll It'll be be decent it'll be decent enough um do you you want a bit of breaking news will breaking news quarter past midnight on thursday morning um all all in um all in have announced that they have decided in favor of licensing production so it will be 100 percent broadcast in some capacity um but they will release details in due course ah, so that's I mean, good i mean it, it, it'll be on a streaming thing won't it for, yeah for all the all the you know bluster and blunder of it being about you know proving we can do it and stuff still a massive money making oh uh, yeah extravaganza like these are businessmen they know what they're doing um right i want to finish off because we're giving the Ra- rousey the push let's uh, hear from <laughs> triple h talking about ronda rousey and Shawn michael's talking about ronda rousey and there's a great story in here about uh the wrestlemania build as well which i think you'll really like so despite the fact that we're now again at like an hour and 20 minutes let's hear from triple h and ronda and Shawn michaels giving ronda rousey all the love 
having spoken to her since the beginning, her passion and her drive for this, to me, um, made it perfectly reasonable that she might be this good at it. Once I kind of got in there with her the first time and just kind of got a feel for her natural movement in this, I've been saying it since the day that she signed with us and we started talking about it, she's going to shock everybody. I've never seen anybody grab it as quickly as she has. And I've, I mean, Kurt Angle would probably be the closest to it because he just took like, a fish to water with it. But um, she has no right to be anywhere near as good as she is, but she just gets it. And she gets it, gets it. Like, not even... More from just the physical aspect. Yeah, the athletic yeah, yeah. aspect. M- more, more than... Yeah, she just gets it across the board. And she wants to entertain and she's loved this probably from before anything else um it's it's almost you know and she'll say this in interviews and i used to hear her say in interviews and that's a nifty thing to say but like the whole she truly believes that all the other stuff that she did was to get to this like and when she would say it at first i would go that's a cool way of saying it you know but like legit i think it is like this is what she was supposed to be doing her route to get here was different than everybody else's. Her route to get there was, you know, going through judo and, you know, coming up through MMA and the whole thing to get to where she is right now. But it, it truly is like she's, and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And it, yeah, it hasn't surprised me because she's a stud. If you know anything about what she's done in her career, it, it's not surprising at all. And it's, I think the only reason nowadays it's surprising to anybody is because, you know, and again, respectfully everybody's got so used to holding her to this unattainable standard yeah of something that's just again you know you <laughs> you, know, you want again you want sometimes you want your athletes to be something more than that they are other other than you know human people human again, beings yeah yeah you know what i mean and so but she is a freaking athlete she is a jock man and she's and she's been a stud athlete from the time she you know again it's been, it's been ingrained in her since a kid. Yeah. So there was a day when we were prepping for WrestleMania where uh, she came down to the Performance Center and got food poisoning on the way down. Um, and just 24 hours straight, just throwing up nonstop. Like we sent medical over to her, the whole thing. Next day, she showed up at the Performance Center, cracking on to train. And I was I, like, I showed up. For thinking I was going to do something else, I was supposed to train with her, but I was showing up to do something else. And she walked in. And I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you showed up." She's like, "Yeah, let's go." And uh, she just started going and going and going and going and going. And like this is like she's only stopped throwing up for a few hours <laughs> of twenty-four hours of food poisoning, and now she's starting to like she's changing color and she's getting greenish. And she's but she is going and and I finally like I called her over and I was like, "We're done." Like, this is ludicrous now. And she said, no, no, I, I, I got more. I got more. I can go. I can go. We're, I'm pulling the plug, right? We're done. You're just, this is going to be bad for you now. Like, she just will not stop. She is relentless. And like her team said afterwards, I like, guess yeah, she would have gone all day. Yeah. She's no achiever to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, that's what makes her, it, you know, again, she's, the reason she did what she did and, and, change the landscape change the world you know what i mean but normal people just don't don't do that 
uh that the the story of her with the the food poisoning just unbelievable and uh yeah i wasn't that bothered about ronda rousey coming into wwe and then i saw what it was like in new orleans when everyone was loving her and now i'm you're all I'm, over it you're I all am, in oh oh uh, yeah don't say that when it's wwe uh this has been a very wwe heavy show I yeah i know it has that, i know it has really yeah you know, it's just been a lot been going on with WWE this week, and I have to remind you that you know if you do like your WWE merchandise, to check out the T-shirts from Urban Species, um, which uh, which me and Mia will have modelled um, quite frequently. You know, last week I mentioned that I was wearing the Chris Jericho one around LA. Um, mm-hmm. They've since tweeted that right, Urban Species, which is great, you know, because obviously I'm wearing their T-shirt, you know, and we've got a little code and all that. They, <laughs> I kind of said that I was getting a lot of attention, meaning like blokes were coming up to me going, "Yeah, Jericho," or like saying like "Walls of Jericho" across the road. They've said it as if I was getting loads of female attention, and it's saying like John was getting lots of looks as he walked around LA this week, which you know, pick up Urban Species for making me sound more sexually attractive than I am. You're a good-looking man, and don't you dare suggest anything other. Thanks very much. Uh, if you want a T-shirt from their range, don't forget, Mark's 10 in the old promo code section will get you 10% off. Beautiful stuff. Right, mate, Let's uh, Mark's 10. Remember that. Let's uh, wrap up and head off into the night and uh, say thank you so much to everyone for listening and tweeting. We've had lo- we had loads of love on social media throughout the UK tournament, so we really appreciate that. Um, and, yeah, as always, iTunes reviews are really, really useful. They do make a huge difference. It doesn't take you more than a couple of seconds. Even if you listen to us on a non-Apple device, you can get on your PC and do it on iTunes from there, and most people still have it on there. It does make it, it like, I know it sounds needy, but it does make a massive difference. Uh, and then just follow us on Twitter at Instagram Pro Wrestle Show. And uh, we'll have some really exciting stuff over the coming weeks, including I'm, I'm on the way to booking up our female wrestling special. Oh, Pro yeah. Wrestle, Pro Wrestle Eve are getting involved. And we're hoping to get a couple of female wrestlers in as well. So. Isle of Dawn. We need Isle of Dawn. I'll ask. I'll, I'll put. I'll put in the ask, as they say. In the <laughs> meaning, meaning, you'll send her a, le- a really lazy tweet. <laughs> I get oh, it. You know me so well. Yeah. No, uh, so, thank you for listening. This has been the Pro Wrestle Show. Have a good one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.